Oh, and we live? Oh. Where does that go? Great start. Great start here. Welcome to uh, another great episode of Head Kicks and Haymakers. The intro didn't play on my on my side, but what else is new? Uh, welcome. I am Bodkins, and of course, I'm always joined by my brother from another mother, uh, Wit. Wit, what is up, my man? Welcome to uh, episode two of uh, Head Kicks and Haymakers. A little late start, but uh, nonetheless, we're here live and ready. Uh, Wit, let's talk. Let's go ahead. Let's jump right into it. Let's start off. The uh, I don't know if I want to start off the main or co-main. We'll start off with the main event, UFC 295. Uh, my guy gets it done. Alex Pierre knocks out Yuri Perhaska. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, was it an early stoppage to you? Because live, I thought it was early, but then Yuri says, "Hey, uh, I was out." Um, man, you know, I, I, you know, you and I were, were texting while this was going on. And I think in the heat of the moment, looking at how. The competition seemed to just be heating up. I I honestly thought it was a bit of an early stoppage, but then when they got to the replays, man, you know, you, you got to give it. You got to give it to the ref. You know, it, it was Mark Goddard. Yeah, yeah. He Mark Goddard. He he pretty much timed it perfectly. You could see uh, Yuri's hands uh, when he's down around uh, Pierre Pierre's you know waist. His hands go limp because he was getting elbowed repeatedly in the temple and by maybe the fourth one his hands kind of fell off and that's when Mark Goddard stepped right in and and ended it so in a sense man you know I I wanted it to go farther I wanted it to go longer because it it, it looked like it was just getting heated up uh they would just had some really good exchanges between the two and then all of a sudden you know it comes to an end but hey man you know uh big shouts out to uh Jerry Prohaska uh you know Alex Piera man look who, who would have knew what, what what like you said last episode? Um, I think eight fights, eight two fights. belts, two divisions. Yeah. I mean, man, he, he's taking the world by storm. And and what do you think about the the call out at the end of the fight? Of course, you know because th- there's already some controversy about who he's going to fight next. We pretty much know he's going to what he's going to do. But what he did was call out one of our guys, uh, the style better Israel Adesanya. What do you think about that, man? Yeah, uh, if eight fight, not only has he had eight fights in those eight fights, he's beaten four champions. He said, you know what I mean? Like he, he beat Sean Strickland before Sean Strickland was a champion. He's so like it, he beat Jan Bahovic, who was a champion, uh, mm-hmm. Izzy, who was a champion, you know, and uh, and then obviously Yuri. So in eight fights, he's beaten four guys who have won, uh, who have seen uh, UFC gold at the time. Uh, the Izzy call out is interesting. I like it, right? This is a rivalry, man. This is uh, maybe one of the best combat sports rivalries uh, going in, in the game and maybe not all time, right? Um, so I do like the fight. I do like the uh, I wish I don't think we'll see that fight. I do like the call out of Izzy though, because I don't right. think Izzy moves up to 205. He doesn't want none of that. Uh, Alex Pierre power at 205, he already got knocked out by him at 185. Much less at two oh five, and I'd like I'd like to see Izzy continue to sit on the sidelines, get right. I just felt like the last time we saw him, uh, he wasn't the right guy, wasn't the Izzy that we've known and seen. Right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. It looks like to me it is Jamal Hill, and the man caves right. He should fight Jamal Hill. Jamal gave up the title. Uh, that's the fight that to me that should be next for Alex Pierre, uh, and I I think Alex wins. I. I 
Jamal Hill's yeah. running his damn mouth to, about to everybody and to anything, but the way Alex just did you? I mean, the way he chopped down Yuri's legs that there was no way if he didn't go get, uh, you know, busted out in the second round. There's no way Yuri was going out five rounds because he was on one leg after one round. Listen, man, you brought you brought the one of the biggest uh, momentum swings to to the to the attention of the people watching right now. Let's just let's just talk about the background of Alex Piero, right? We know he's a kickboxer. You know he does some sambo. Of course, he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Duh. But he has some vicious leg kicks, bro. And in the game of MMA, if you can't stand on two legs, you really don't got one. <laughs> and, and 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 Yuri Prohaska a tough SOB. Don't get me wrong. You saw him constantly shift stances, try to pivot that weight from his left to his right leg, which also kind of, I think, took away from his defense that he was he was kind of using there in the beginning. But man, when you I, I think right there in that first round, you can see he caught him in the like right above, right below your kneecap. Yeah, that's a, that's a bone that doesn't that's not supposed to shift. His I leg was, was his was hurt. his leg was purple after one. You know what I mean? So right. in, in which I think compromise once your legs are compromised, that compromises the rest of the body. Uh, you know, and, and that's I think that's kind of why he went down the way he did because he couldn't stand on two feet. Um, what do you think? Who do you think Yuri should fight next? So we know Alex. We we do you agree that it's it's Jamal Hill next for for Alex? And then who do you think Yuri should fight next? I mean, to be real with you, I I would and 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 this is kind of a a mix up right now. I would kind of like to see Jamal Hill fight uh, Yuri Prohaska. You know what I'm saying? Because of course, being that he vacated the title, that you would think that he he goes right into. Uh, and fights and fights Pereira Pierre, but you know I, I want to see something else before because Jamal Hills had that that lull, and everybody's been was talking about his weight, how he looks. I'm not saying that the guy can't you know get, get he got a bigger gut than me. He he got, look like he got a bigger gut than me right now. I mean, yeah, right. And, and I'm not saying the guy can't get in fighting shape, but I want to see him do some. I want to see a tune up fight, but in a way, I think that that would be the doorway to. Uh, Yuri and uh, Piero too, you know, so to speak. But you know, hey, I, that, I'm just, I'm just an avid fan. I don't know nothing. <laughs> do you, who do you want your if if it's Jamal Hill Piero? Who do you who would you like to see Yuri fight next? If it's Jamal Hill Piero, because I, I mean, think that's the route the UFC is going to go. I mean, I mean, if it, if there's a if there's a couple guy, there's a couple guys in the division, somebody lower. I mean, we see, we see the uh, what? What's my guy's name? You know, saying Poirier's out here still. I mean, of course, he could put. Could he put on the weight to go up to two hundred five? It's a possibility, but we want to see somebody who can act, who's actually a tough, a tougher fighter for Pierre. So it, it's it's wide open right now. But I think it, in a sense for for, for, for Oscar, it's going to take just a couple, a couple fights in between now and then. I don't think it'll. I don't think it's going to be anything soon. But I, I can't really say who he should fight first. Like, who you got in mind? Uh, I, so there's a couple. So uh, in a couple weeks, you got Johnny Walker uh, in Akaleev 2. He could fight the winner of that or even the loser. I'm okay. Because that's the thing is, Yuri doesn't I have a lot of fights. Him. Like, or uh, Rakic, I think it, uh, in January is Rakic, Jan Bohovic 2. 
Uh, he could fight the winner, you know, winner or loser of that one of those guys is going to fight for, you know, it kind of be in line for the title. So he could fight a guy who just lost the title. Uh, right. You know, he could he could fight, the, you know, while he's waiting on the Jamal Hill. And if he beats one of those guys, he's probably right back into the title picture. Uh, you know, he probably needs to fight two wins at least. Uh, but, yeah, I think if he I would like to see him fight the winner of one of those two fights. It's 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 one it's one of those divisions where and the timeline fits right. Yeah, because the time the, the timeline will fit where if if they go ahead like you said, Akalev go ahead. That's an Akalev fight in my opinion. But if if somehow you know what I'm saying they go ahead and happen, they rewind it, they get a chance for Yuri to fight the winner of that one, and then possibly go back and fight Alice Pereira towards the end of the year. I mean Pereira at the end of the year. That that seems like a good one. Now when we're talking about we're talking about the main. What about the co-main? That's the one you called. For your guy, man, heavyweights out there doing what they do. Finally, we get to see some heavyweight action that doesn't have anything to do with injuries. It wasn't the fight we expected, but it was one that I really was at, like anticipated. I know you were, man. Tom Aspinall goes in there and gets it and done. Then, Sixty seconds. I was like, just not that quick, just that fast. That's what happens. Well, you the know? whole the whole fight card had the whole main card was eighteen minutes long. Wait, uh, eighteen minutes long. I mean, the whole first all five fights on the main card was uh, a brief. I mean, all of them finishes. T- no card fight got past the second round. Right. Uh, they all finished second rounds or less. Those are kind of nice. Those were nice. So. Uh, you could a title fight is longer than that, right? Like Almeida laid on Derek Lewis longer than 18 minutes <laughs> than, <laughs> than, uh, than he did. Then we saw fights on Saturday night. Yeah, Tommy Aspinall gets it done, uh, knocks out uh, um, the Russian. Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah, Sergey Pavlovich. Thanks. He knocks out Pavlovich in 60 seconds, becomes the interim uh, UFC heavyweight champion. I called. I told. I've said it for two years. Tommy's going to be a future champ. I. He says he wit he's gonna he is going to he would like to defend this title. I don't want to see him sit out a year plus waiting on Jones Stipe. Uh, no. Dana said Jones Stipe is still gonna happen. Who knows? Uh, but if I'm looking at if I if I'm Jones or Stipe and I watched what uh, Tom Aspinall did to Sergey Pavlovich uh, on Saturday night, I'm just saying I don't want I don't I don't want nothing to do with Tom Aspinall. Uh, it, this guy had less than two weeks and he knocked out one of the most dangerous fighters there is. It's really it's really a toss up with this one because of course in the heavyweight division, you know there are a lot of fighters, but then as soon as you get to that top three, four, there these are some of the greatest. Of fighters to put on, you know, heavy in the heavyweight division. Um, one of the guys that come to mind offhand, and you know, of course he's lost, but he's always somebody that goes in there and puts on the show. You got to talk about Cyril Gon. It's a possibility Cyril Gon sneaks in there and goes, "Hey, look, you know, there's nobody, there's nobody else to fight him. Why not Curtis me?" Blade, Curtis Blades, even though Curtis Blades just got laid out by Sergey, but he was supposed to fight Tom, you know, and he technically has a win over Tom, even though it was an injury. Right, and that's a, that was another one I was going. Curtis Blades, another one, a big guy who can go in there and get it. Uh, you know, we might see maybe maybe Tua with the shoey. You know, uh, that's a possibility. Just to, you I, know, he's on get his him. last. He's he's lost his last three fights though. Shoey yeah. has so it, yeah. He got he got it, but you got to throw him a bone because once again, when you think about when we think about the top of the division, if it's not Jones, if it's not Stipe, 
We just saw Derrick how about, Lewis. How about a guy that just won a couple weeks? Almeida. I mean, when I he was, was, I was just about to say, do we just see Derrick Lewis lose to yeah. Almeida? There's a possibility for Almeida or Almeida to go in there against Tom Aspinall. There's a possibility for Serial Gone. I mean, that those two somehow are interchangeable, I think. Yeah. I don't think if I'm Serial Gone, you don't I don't think he has a chance against um Tommy Aspinall because we've seen our, Sir, our Almeida, we've seen Surreal gone. He can't wrestle. Francis Naganu, who's now ranked number 10 in the world in boxing, uh, you know, out-wrestled Surreal gone and beat him and beat him that way, much less a guy who's well-rounded like Tom Aspinall or a guy whose ground game is, you know, in uh, Almeida. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you like to see Pavlovich fight? I'd like to see Pavlovich, Pavlovich fight um, Surreal gone more than I kind of want to see Aspinall. I mean, once again, you got to think about you got to think about a couple things. Um, somebody in there we want to think about, of course, like like we said, if you, if you want to throw blades the other, the other direction to fight Pavlovich, that might be a good. Well, he one. just fought him his last fight and got knocked out, and that that's why I'm saying to, to yeah. go back and fight him. Again, I don't think they're gonna run that back. There's no need to. That, that that top man, that top is so cluttered. And if it's not Stipe, it's not Jones, then who? But of course, like we said, pretty much everybody who I'm thinking about right now has taken some really tough L's, and yeah. that 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 which includes Siragon, which includes Curtis Blades, which and then of course you know if you want to say what's my guy's name, just one that we just we just talked about Almeida. Um, Almeida Almeida would be a, a, a easy choice because we just see. You know, you want to go wrestle on wrestle? Okay, well, you know, jujitsu on wrestling. Yeah, what okay. I would, what I would like to see. Tom said he's gonna he he'll take some time in July, um, mm-hmm. till July, and what I you could just run, you could do early part of next year. Pavlovich, do Pavlovich and gone, and then do Blades and Almeida, wrestler versus wrestler, striker versus striker. Uh, and then, you know, what, whoever looks the best, they can get a shot at Tom Aspinall if it's not going to be Jones and Stipe. Uh, you know, I mean, Tom As- there's no way Tom Aspinall, at, even at 30 in his prime, should be sitting out for a year uh, with that interim title. Another one that, you know, and, I'm, and now that I'm looking at the rankings for heavyweight and, I, and I've completely uh, knocked off, not, didn't really throw this one out there, but somebody who's uh, every once in a while scary, um, he's and he's got got his last win against Ty Tuivasa. Alexander Volkov's up yeah. there, um, right now in the top six. Um, that's that's another, you know, hey, look, you know, he's it's that's not a walk in the park for most people. Um, then you could you match know, him and Almeida up, or him and him and uh, Sergey would be a pretty good fight. Uh, Spivak. Yeah, Spivak just lost to um, he lost to just lost a surreal guy. Yeah, he just lost to Syria. But it's it, once again that 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 everything below four in the in the in the heavyweight division. Because look at this, this and it just, it just released. I just got the, the notification on my phone. So of course we got Aspinall at one, Jones at two, Pavlovich at three, Syria gone at four. Somehow, some way, I'm wondering where and how we get you know Stipe Stipe is probably not even on there but well, Stipe was number one or, yeah. or number two I think um it, before before um uh Tom Tom won the title on Saturday now what one of the things that I'm, I'm curious and this and I'm looking at it now because they got this guy's name 
on there and he's right currently at number 10 but he they got him for a promotion which no longer exists at the moment which is my man ryan bader who was you know pretty tough when it comes to ufc um you know, yeah, I mean, he's still in Bellator, but the Bellator yeah. looks to be closing doors. Maybe that's what I was saying. So, like, where where does Ryan Bader go from here? Does he does does you know do we renew some vows and you know to get him married back back into the UFC? I don't know, but the, I'm curious as to that one. But for sure, I I'm thinking you know we said we got Almeida up there. We're knocking two of two of Tai Ty, Tui Vasa out of there, but Volkov. Curtis Blades and Almeida are those three names at the top, like that, that are winners who are recent winners who could somehow slide up the up the ranks and and fight the likes of uh, you know what I'm saying, of uh, maybe not Aspinall, but maybe Pavlovich, and and you know put up a put up a good you know pay per view main co main event um, towards the the beginning of next year, the you know second third, well, what they want to call the second quarter. Yeah, I, I'm. I agree, and uh, really, it seemed, I mean, after Pavlovich will be out for a little while, uh, but man, I mean, Tom ate one of his, and this is a guy Pavlovich who's knocked people out, and then you find out that Tom couldn't even train. Uh, he was already coming off the two weeks. He said his back seized up, so he couldn't even train properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in what little time he did, and he just beat one of the the scariest guys in the division. Uh, he he really wants uh, John Jones. He says that's his dream fight, and, and we'll see if that fight happens down the road or not. I I I would rather see Tom fight Stipe and John Jones before I'd rather see John Jones and Stipe. I I'm no longer I don't care about that fight. I don't even think it needs a title. I just it's two old guys. Who- yeah, I I was just that's for I was just thinking in my mind that that would be the you know the, the right off into the sunset fight. You know what I yeah. mean? Whoever wins, they both get the hug, dap each other up. Everybody lays their gloves on the floor. Say, I'm and that's out. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, hey, man, look, you know, we talked about the main, the co-main. You just brought it up. Uh, real big news. Uh, Francis Ngannou is ranked 10th by the WBC as far as heavyweights and uh, boxing is concerned. I think that's a really big deal. Um, it is a someone. huge deal. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. he's uh, ranked somewhere in the top. He, deser- he, he deserved uh, somewhere in the top 10 there. I mean, hey man, he's put he put on a, a really good display in that fight. Technically, if you if you use the eye test, you could you could possibly say that he won that fight. But the money, the money line, the money test, the way the money goes, it was no way that they were gonna let it. They, he would have had the clean knockout fury, like no yeah. getting up in order for that to, for it to go the other way. But um, I'm I'm interested to see what the WBC does with Francis Ngannou, and you know, hey, you know, top you know promotions like Top Rank are really putting out some big fighters. And Francis Ngannou ain't no slow heavyweight neither. He's a quick one. So I, yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, we talked a lot about that uh, last week. Let's jump back into the UFC 295 uh, recap here real fast. Jessica Andrade uh, just absolutely demolished Mackenzie Dern. What was oh, I, I don't know what Mackenzie Dern was thinking. I mean, oh, she man. looked awful. Uh, did not look like the same Dern and Andrade looked like she is back, like that she has been uh healthy and back. Big win for here. And how about Benoit Saint Denis? He is now ranked number eleventh into the uh, lightweight after he knocks out uh Matt Friola. How about his call out? He calls out Justin Gaethje. Uh, I don't think he's going to get that fight next. But more, who would you like to see Benoit Saint Denis fight next? Because Man, this guy looks like a guy that's going to be on a tear and can uh, put people's lights out for a while. 
I mean, you know, when you when you think about it, yes, you know, let's let's go ahead and see if we can get Gaethje in the ring with Benoit Saint Denis. There's a there's a couple ways that I think, you know, it did, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be for the for the BMF title. You know, uh, if of course it was it was be it would be a really cool fight to to make that a pay per view. Um, everybody knows, you know, when you're talking about the BMF title, it's one of those where you know for some it means nothing. But to the guy wearing it, it's, it means everything. So I, I really like the, the fact that, hey, look, you know, as, as someone who's progressed uh, in, in MMA through his uh, last few fights, Santini called out the top dog. Um, you know, Matt Frivola, you know, he, he looked a little outclassed. You know what I mean? Just a little, he looked just a little out, outclassed in this one. So if that's the case where, you know, he's working out guys like Frivola. You know what I'm saying? You got to I don't want to send him directly to the top, but Gaethje's a good one. Um, why not? Why not? Do, you know, we get the we get the diamond in there. We get Dustin in there, maybe, you know, to, 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 try, to try him out, see if we can try some some deeper waters. Um, they, and once again, this RDA, is one of those. RDA is always down to kind of fight those, uh, you know, uh, up and comers. Mm. Uh, a guy I like too. Um, is uh, so Dan Hooker and uh, um, Dan Hooker, <laughs> Dan Hooker and uh, Bobby Green are set to fight in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. He could give you know, he could get that would be a fun one. Uh, you know, Dan Hooker versus St. Denis if Dan Hooker wins. And, and Dan Hooker is, is definitely a contender every every time he gets Dan, every Hooker's two fights. That, you know, Dan Hooker's that perfect uh, you know, gatekeeper man, like he's just that top five you know, type gatekeeper. So I, why not him or why not Gamrot? You know what I mean? If you St. Denis and Gamrot, that would be a good one. Gamrot doesn't have anything lined up right now either. No, nah, Gam, you know, and, and Gamrot in, the, in his, in his past few fights is one of those ones where it gets interesting. Like uh, when you're talking third, fourth round, you know, really the third round, of course, but I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really wanting to see where St. Denis take or where they sign him up in the next few promotions. I like the Dan Hooker fight. That would be a fun fight. Yeah, Dan, of course. Like just like you said, the, a great word for Dan Hooker is gatekeeper. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether you beat him or or you lose to him, you you're in for a fight and it's it's not just going to be, you know, an easy bout. So I, I like the idea of Dan Hooker. And let's see what Dana White has up his sleeve because of course, you know, Dana White's always got some tricks somewhere in there, especially when it comes to the beginning of the year. Um, well, that, that second quarter, because they got those that, those first three or four already set up. But I like what's going on now. You know, really, really scary idea. You know, uh, who could say to the fight outside of Gaethje? And, and, and in your opinion? Like I said, I like the Dan Hooker fight. Like, let's give him. If Dan oh, I, meant Hooker, say, I meant to say Dan Hooker. Oh, outside of Dan Hooker. Hooker. Yeah, I, I, uh, Gamrot, uh, if you're going to move him up quickly, uh, Gamrock kind of makes sense. I think Gaethje wants to wait for the title. Uh, it sounds like that's what he's kind of waiting for. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe DP. Who's DP supposed to fight? You know what I mean? It uh, looks like we're getting uh, Benil and uh, uh, Sarukian in a couple weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe, you know, he gets the loser of that fight. St. Denis can get that loser of that fight. Uh, or maybe the winner. I don't I'm not too sure. So I do think it's to me, I'm sold on the Dan Hooker fight. That sounds like a fun fight to me. Yeah, Dan, I'm, I'm with the Dan Hooker with you on that one, man. Most definitely. Well, we got we got a couple of, of big big fights coming up in the next few weeks, 
and these cards are definitely going to square off what's going to happen in Jan in February, March, and April coming into 2024 for sure. Yeah, we, uh, let's move into this Saturday. I just want to ask you, so the main event, and uh, so UFC is back at the glorious apex. Uh, you know, I fucking hate them apex, but it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, and then we got Bellator 301 this, this Friday. Uh, I'm just going to ask you, which you don't have to make some picks if you don't want to, but which fights intrigue you the most? We got Brendan Allen and Paul Craig, uh, mm -hmm. the main event. Uh, Michael Paul Morales. Craig looks really good at middleweight, and he's this is second fight at middleweight. And uh, Brandon Allen uh, has been, put, been putting on a show. Uh, and then that's uh, for the UFC. And then let me get to the Bellator card here. Uh, I'm going to have to search it up. So, yeah, we're looking at a couple things, man. So just this is jump out there. So, of course, um, you know, Brendan Allen with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is fighting style. Um, I, something somebody I, I got to watch. Uh, he got the Munez win, the Jocko win. I mean, and the Silver win in his last three. Yeah, um, and all by submission. You know, this is this is somebody that's something that you want to watch out for. Definitely when you're on the ground. Now, when we're talking about Paul Craig, Paul Craig is a big Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy as well. But he's been knocking guys out. Um, he got Munez. Um, back in June, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I was right. So we got Andre Munez back in June with the TKO. Um, and before that, he lost to. So this is a this is a who knows where it goes fight. But somehow, some way, when you're dealing with two guys uh, doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I'm looking for that ground and pound to come into play. It'll and start on the feet, but it'll go to the ground. It'll it definitely end up on the ground. And let's not let don't let your elbow slip. In front of Brendan Allen, because those submissions come out of nowhere in the yeah. last two fights. And nobody's better on their back than than Paul Craig. It's an intriguing fight. Uh, which in in the in the Bellator three hundred one, you got Sergio Pettis versus Patchy Mix uh, for the bantamweight championship, and the, uh that's you know their main event pretty much for UFC three hundred one. Mm -hmm. uh, which main event are you most intrigued to 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 watch? I'm definitely right. I'm definitely going to have to. Say I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens with the Bellator card because of course you know when promotions are going out you want that you want that money you want that that blast bonus check like who puts their name on the dotted line and then possibly starts themselves on the pathway either back to like Sergio of uh, the UFC or to the, the UFC for the first time. Yeah, or if they – it doesn't have to be the UFC. They could just stay with Bellator if PFL buys them out and who knows what happens you come in. I, I, was, hearing, I was hearing some whispers about PFL because yeah. PFL, although, you know, it's, it's not one of the main promotions that we discussed and I said we were going to get into it, PFL has been putting on some really, really good fights. I've been catching them, uh, you know, post-credits and everything, just watch, just looking at a few things. And I got, I got to get on my PFL – get up on my PFL game for sure. Yeah, I'm interested in the Patchy Knicks fight. I'm also interested in the Paul Craig, Brandon Allen. I, I'm leaning towards Brandon Allen on that on that fight. Uh, so that's who I'm I'm gonna ride with Brandon Allen on Saturday night in the main event. Got you, man. I'm definitely with you on that one. It's some other good ones, man. Uh let's see. I'm looking at it right now. They got my man Nate Aguiar. Ag what is it? Aguera, right? And Peyton Talbot. I kind of like that one. Um, you know, it's always a really funny fight when you're looking at those bantam weights. Those guys are always scrappy. That division is full of some real monsters, some real small monsters. 
Um, and when I'm talking about right now, th- looking backwards on it, um, yeah, Talbot, I remember, yeah, okay, yeah, like I thought. In August, uh, took out Cortez Jr. Um, that was by unanimous decision, you know what I'm saying? And and when you're thinking about uh, that freestyle wrestling, it's it's going to be one of the his his biggest tools. I've seen him use it before, but somehow, some way, it's it's not about knocking the guy down. It's about getting him on his back and scoring points. And Talbot is is basically the one for that one. I'm also interested to see in that fight on the card uh, a little bit under there. But hey, you know, it's it's slated to be one of the better ones. Not the big names, not the big names, but as far as action and competition. This is one that I want to keep my eye on for sure. Yeah, it's a it, it's a little interesting, uh, nice little uh, UFC. Uh, even though it's at the Apex, I hate it. I, they need <laughs> you know they partying at the Apex when it's all over, yeah, man. Dang, I hate Vegas, that. baby. <laughs> Wait, you got any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here this uh, this evening? Um, well, you know, for now, um, like once again, we got we got to find some more news or, or what we're gonna what we're gonna start calling. The unorthodox stance here on uh, uh, Head Kicks and Haymakers. I'm looking for anything. You know, you're in the comment section. You're watching right now. Anything out of the ordinary. I'm talking about bare knuckle fights. I'm talking about some of those backyard fights. Like, put something down here that I can check out that I need to see that, that you know, may, maybe we're not discussing. I'm definitely interested in, in see, seeing what, what catches your eye as a viewer. And uh, I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, looking ac- across the wide world of, uh, you know, uh, sports fighting competition and trying to bring some information to you all about that. But, hey, man, you know, phone booth fights, slap fights, bare knuckle fights. What was that one you sent me? You sent me some crazy ass one where they were fighting on a damn uh, oh. like a, uh Yeah, yeah. So they were fighting on the trailer. Uh, that was that was in Tennessee. That's some backyard stuff. I was like, but but hey, it's safe. Hey, you get knocked off, you fall in the lake. You don't fall right into the lake. Yeah, right. So hopefully you don't drown. But hey, we're gonna bring you more of that this coming show next week. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and of course recap everything from over the weekend. More Bellator, more head kicks, more haymakers. Shout out to Bogdan for putting us on for this one, man. Yeah, we'll be back a little quick, uh, shorter show tonight because uh, we started late. But hey, nonetheless. Uh, Wit, I appreciate you. We will be back. Uh, we still good with next week, even though it's the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, if not, I'm gonna do it in the car while I'm driving. One of the two. All right, hey, we'll figure something out. We'll we'll still give you guys a show, even if it's uh, you know, short show or not. Uh, we'll keep the party rolling on head kicks and haymakers. Uh, we'll be back next week at the, about eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, folks. It's been another great episode of Head Kicks and Haymakers. I'm gonna hit that outro. Y'all, we'll see you then. Peace. Heck yeah, bro. Well, we got to hit the stream. Hold on. Uh oh. We're still talking trash. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>